Section 36 of United States Senate Election, Expulsion, and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, by Anne M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joanne Turner. Case 34. Clement C. Clay, Jr., 1816-1882, Alabama. Robert A. Toombs, 1810-1885, Georgia. Jefferson Davis, 1808-1889, and Albert G. Brown, 1813-1880, Mississippi. Stephen R. Mallory, 1813-1873, Florida. Judah P. Benjamin, 1811-1884, Louisiana. Expulsion case, January 21, 1861, to March 14, 1861. Issues, disloyalty to union. Chronology, statements of withdrawal, January 21, 1861. Senate vote, March 14, 1861. Result, seats declared vacant. Background. With the election of Abraham Lincoln in 1860, the states of the Deep South, South Carolina, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and Louisiana, prepared to secede from the Union. Southern sentiment was fragmented. Some citizens favored immediate secession by individual states. Some preferred cooperative action by all states in the South, and others opposed secession altogether. By mid-January 1861, however, South Carolina, Mississippi, Florida, and Alabama had voted to secede, and the Democratic senators from these states agreed to withdraw from Congress and return to their homes. On January 21st, at the conclusion of the Senate's routine morning business, Florida's David U. Lee rose to lead the statements of withdrawal. Stephen Mallory of Florida and Clement Clay and Benjamin Fitzpatrick of Alabama followed. Mississippi's Albert Brown had already withdrawn from the Senate on January 12th and was no longer in Washington. His ailing colleague, Jefferson Davis, delivered the final oration that ended with the courteous observation, quote, I see now around me some with whom I have served long. There have been points of collision, but I carry with me no hostile remembrance. It only remains for me to bid you a final adieu, unquote. Georgia seceded on January 19th, and on the 28th, Alfred Iverson added his name to those who departed. On February 4th, following Louisiana's secession on January 26th, John Slidell and his colleague Judah Benjamin also withdrew after bidding the Senate an emotional farewell. Statement of the Case On January 22, 1861, Confusion abounded as those remaining in the Senate tried to define the events of the previous day. They grappled with at least four principal issues. The difference between withdrawal and resignation. The permanent or impermanent quality of the withdrawals. The subsequent status of committee memberships and the underlying uncertainty over the legality of secession. 
They also debated whether the official Senate journal should record the withdrawals, that not all Southern senators acted in the same manner or at the same time compounded the difficulty. One Georgia senator, Robert Toombs, withdrew without sending formal notification to the Senate. The South Carolina senators, James H. Hammond and James Chestnut, announced their plans through home state newspapers but never communicated with the Senate itself. Several of the Southern senators whose states would soon secede were still present on January 22nd and participated in the discussion. Judah Benjamin of Louisiana especially stressed the view that secession was possible, that the senators had withdrawn rather than resigned, and that the Senate's journal should report the secessions and the withdrawal of the senators. Although perplexed members sought to use the language of the Constitution as a guide for identifying the proper responses to the peculiar situation, no common agreement emerged in the constitutional interpretations, and the senators continued to flounder for definitions of the action that had been taken. The Senate sidetracked both motions designed to address the problem, Benjamin's to correct the journal to reflect the senator's announcement that, since their states had seceded, they were withdrawing from the Senate, and a substitute stating that the senators, quote, announced that they were no longer members of the Senate and withdrew, unquote. The latter approach, indicating that the senators had simply resigned, was preferred by those who objected to, in any way, officially acknowledging that secession had occurred. The Senate took no further action on the motions before the close of the 36th Congress on March 3rd. Response of the Senate On March 4, 1861, a new Republican majority assumed control of Congress but it, too, demonstrated no clear notion about how to handle the secession crisis. When the Senate on March 14th again considered the dilemma of the Southern senators, so much anger and sadness permeated the speeches that a troubled James A. Bayer, Jr., Democrat of Delaware, advised, quote, All I ask is to leave the question undisturbed unless it be the desire of the Senate to complicate the affairs of the country, already sufficiently complicated, to irritate passions already sufficiently aroused, and to afford additional chances for the utter destruction of the Union when it is already sufficiently endangered." Unquote. The Senate, however, rejected both Bayard's substitute resolution stating that the senators had withdrawn because their states had seceded, and another stating that they had, quote, ceased to be members of the Senate, unquote. Instead, the Senate simply voted to pronounce the seats vacant and to direct the Secretary of the Senate to omit those names from the roll. This resolution applied to Albert G. Brown, Jefferson Davis, Stephen R. Mallory, Clement Clay, Robert Toombs, and Judah Benjamin. It did not apply to David U. Lee, Benjamin Fitzpatrick, Alfred Iverson, 
James Hammond or John Slidell because their Senate terms expired before the new Republican Congress convened. The Senate waited until July 1861 to deal with the case of James Chestnut, see Case 36. Conclusion The debate over senatorial withdrawal marked only the first of many constitutional disputes surrounding the major issue of secession. The Southern senators justified their withdrawals by the argument that when a state left the Union, the need for senatorial representation ended. The Senate, however, did not wish to acknowledge the legitimacy of secession. By merely declaring the seats vacant and implying that a new senator with legitimate credentials could represent that state, the Senate, in effect, denied the act of secession. All the Southern senators involved in the withdrawal dispute returned to their home states and participated in the Confederacy. At the close of the war, Jefferson Davis, who led the Confederacy as president, was imprisoned for two years, as were Clement Clay and Stephen Mallory for shorter periods. Robert Toombs sought refuge in Havana and London for two years. After the war, most turned to agricultural pursuits or the practice of law. Only Judah Benjamin, who fled to England in 1865, remained publicly prominent, carving out a prestigious post-war career there as a prominent barrister. Jefferson Davis spent a quiet retirement in Mississippi and died in New Orleans in 1889. End of Case 34, End of Section 36